0: Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Ace on Music. I'm joined by Sean, my co-host, and behind the scenes we got Mark and Rachel handling the technical aspects of what's going on. So I was sitting around the other day uh, listening to um, some news reports about the music scene and stuff like that, and I got to thinking about something that uh, has, has been something that Sean and I have talked about a number of times over the years, and that is this whole concept of bands that uh have gone on to become very famous but have no original members in the lineup anymore this this really hit me a few weeks ago we lost uh, dusty hill from zz top and uh that that ended an era uh, a, a tremendous era because zz top is a band that is you know what are they in there about 50 years that they've been doing music Mm -hmm. and during that entire 50 year span it's the same three guys it's always been the three guys that did that band and that is a rare beast in, uh, in the music industry let me tell you and also there are other bands that started off with a certain lineup and it didn't quite work out um, so that you know they made changes and things like that, but I'm talking about bands today that have nobody who was there at the start anymore. And this really drove home as I was listening to a conversation, an interview that I'd heard with uh, Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons from Kiss, where they were, you know, they're they're now getting up in their age. They're currently embarked on their quote farewell tour, but you know, we've heard that tale from them before. We'll see if that actually comes to fruition. But assuming that it does, they have talked on a number of occasions that they would be open to the concept that after they decide they don't want to do it anymore, that they would almost like franchise out the band, whether it be multiple kisses that go around with different members, or uh, they hire a, uh, you know people who take their roles in the band, and you know they would still obviously generate income from it and things like that. But there would be a kiss out there doing the show on the level that they're doing it, you know, the big bombastic kind of show. And it led to uh, Sean and I having a fireside chat about a bunch of bands that we realized are out there going and that we had actually seen live that really have absolutely nobody who's in the band right now that that uh, was one of the original members. In fact, one of the artists that I manage is is in that category, and that's Thin Lizzy. I mean, when Thin Lizzy was formed, it was Brian Downey, Eric Bell, and Phil Linet. and um, but they didn't really reach worldwide fame until they had the lineup that did the Jailbreak album, which was Scott Gorham, Brian Robertson, Brian Downey, um, and Phil Linet. and uh, so you could say that that now that Phil has passed and Brian's not in the band anymore Scott's still there he was part of the what we call the classic lineup mm-hmm. but he was not an original member so really the Thin Lizzy that's out there right now isn't got the original members another very famous example of this that you and I have seen many times is Foreigner now you have this band who has this incredible catalog of songs incredible reputation of of hits out there and um now mick jones is still kind of running the show but he's had a lot of health issues in the last few years and
1: he still plays from time to time right he
0: does he yeah. occasionally will show up at a show and he'll do two three four songs but the vast mature the vast majority of shows that foreigner does now they do with a lineup that has nobody right who was in the the big day. Which really begs the question, like, is this really now just a tribute band or is this really the artist? And I guess what it comes down to is, it's like they're a brand. I mean, Foreigner, Kiss, whoever you want to talk about, it's a brand. And the the, the question that, that I would level at you, the fans, is would you rather see Foreigner as they are now, or not see Foreigner at all.
1: So, well, as a fan myself, yeah. I mean, even if I feel that way now, like, I would not want to see a band without original members. But I think eventually I would rather see the band <laughs> in some kind of form or another. Just like you said about KISS. Like, they want to continue. Hey, if you're a big KISS fan, why not, you know? Uh, and that's going to happen a lot now. I mean, we're losing a lot of people. We just lost Charlie Watts. Yep. Yeah you know, uh, Rolling Stones, um, you know, what, the new generation, they're never going to get an opportunity to see a lot of these classic bands anymore. And the only way they could do it is if that torch is being carried, you know, on the next level. So I'm all for it, you know? Heck,
0: I've seen Foreigner many, many times. Mm -hmm. I, I know the guys in the band. They're absolutely fantastic band. And they, they do a show, a real show. And, I mean Kelly Hansen the singer now is just an amazing singer. The guy has a charisma and mm-hmm. and an impact in his vocal style that's just it's phenomenal. Right. And I don't feel let down or cheated at all when I see Foreigner and I right. think I think it's amazing that they're doing this on this level.
1: It's like when we seen Queen and Adam Lambert. Yeah, perfect example, man. When they did that little uh homage to Freddie when they did the video screen. I mean, I'm getting goosebumps now just thinking about it, but it was like, he was really there, Mm. you know, and it was, I'm so glad I went to that show, you know?
0: And it's also something that, um, I think is, uh, much better than some of the alternatives. Like, you know, you have certain situations happen, where like a good example is Yes. Now one of the most famous progressive bands out there.
1: You would have to pick the most complicated one to talk about <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know,
0: you know. This is a band that broke barriers who were really important in, in the prog in the creation of prog rock. Right, I mean right. and the the version of the official yes that is out there right now has absolutely nobody who was in, in the band during their heyday even. And but then you also get this situation where you have some of the original guys get together right and split off and are basically doing a version of yes" without or using the name yes" but not in a bigger context I mean what is it rabin anderson wakeman right but, but and they use the initials or whatever, but it's but they always use the yes artwork and the yes logo and everything so. Does the world need two yeses? I feel
1: like we need a chalkboard right now to explain how this map goes. <laughs> oh, it, <laughs> yes is
0: one of those bands that if you sat down and listed all the band members over the years, it's this huge family chart that's got like a hundred different people involved and stuff like that. Yeah. But, but I mean, it, it's it's a situation, you know, an, another one that, that that is kind of manifested itself recently is Quiet Riot. I mean, when Frankie Benelli passed away uh, last year, yes he was the last guy in the band who was an original member. we lost kevin dubrow years ago we obviously lost randy rhodes many years ago right and carlos hasn't carlos and uh and um and uh i'm sorry i'm spacing on his name the bass player rudy
1: yeah Uh, carlos
0: and rudy have been doing other things for years right now i know that it was announced recently that Rudy's coming back, back in. Yeah, yeah. So suddenly Quiet Rights going to have <laughs> uh, an original member back in it.
1: Yeah, but Frankie wasn't even an original member, right? No. He was like five years later than from the original member. But again,
0: he's he's one of those situations where you have a member who was part of what we call the classic lineup right. where they actually made their fame and well, and fortune like did, that.
1: They go on a two or three year hiatus when they first started, I believe. Like they started in ninety uh eighty, eighty one and then they didn't do anything from like '82 to '83 or something like that
0: and until Metal Health came out. I think so. Because that was a quite a departure from the stuff they were doing before as yeah, well. Yeah, right? but
1: there was a bit. There was a there's a, almost a two year gap of hiatus until they started making hit songs. So it's up for debate on whether when did Quiet Riot really start and <laughs> get going there. You know, a lot of these bands.
0: You know, and I'm I'm not sure. Let me think about who's in Queensrÿch right now. Is there anybody oh, left gosh. in Queen? Oh, Michael. Uh, michael wilton is still in there yeah and I, uh, the drummer
1: just left the, the, a couple the, years ago right? yeah the
0: drummer's gone the singer's gone Chris yeah. garmo's gone um yeah, no, yeah. The,
1: the new lines no, lineup's great though they are
0: you they're know. they're you know i would go see queen's wreck anytime i i mean that young man they have singing for them now he's got a voice like nobody's business no, and it's know. just it amazing just like <laughs> and and you know it's all healthy you you can, you know, there are certain, in most bands, there's usually what I call anchor members, you know, like you look at Sabbath, for example, mm. Sabbath has done some amazing music with a number of people, but the anchor was always Tony Iommi and Geezer Butler. I mean, they, they were the ones who ran that show, whether it was Ronnie singing or Ozzy, or if Vinnie was on the drums or if, you know, whoever was, was playing drums, I mean, they're the core, but they're there from the beginning so that's still a dynamic where i think they deserve to be doing that right but um like how do you feel about like i know that you and i are both kiss fans but mm-hmm. would you go see kiss if you knew it was no gene paul ace peter none of those guys were involved would you still want to go see it
1: well i guess it depends on how much the tickets are and what's going on at the <laughs> time. <laughs> and you know if i have uh, you know a family member who knows i by then i'm Probably have grandkids. Um, if they want to go see Kiss? Yeah, of course. I would go.
0: Well, I, I definitely would go. I mean, the way I look at it is that...
1: Unless they really sucked. And then they, you know.
0: <laughs> well, okay, yeah, obviously. <laughs> well, I'm assuming that if they're going to present it on that kind of level, it's not going to suck.
1: Right. Well, they have to keep that brand going, right, and make sure that... But from
0: my good. own playbook, you take a band like Kiss. I mean, I grew up loving them when I was a kid, but I lived in a part of the world where seeing KISS live was just not in the cards. I mean, they would never come to a area where that was as low population as I lived in, and I wasn't in a position financially or geography-wise to travel to go see them at the time. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until my adulthood that I actually first saw KISS, and when I first saw KISS, it was in the non-makeup years. But I always dreamt about, you know, seeing those videos and you see the dynamics and the over-the-top stuff with the makeup and the flames and the blood and all this. Right. I always wanted to see it. So, you know, in the nineties, when you started seeing this evolution of tribute bands coming out, that was, that was to me kind of a variation on what we're talking about here. When I would see one of these Kiss tribute bands who really did it upright who did it with the pyro, who did it with the yeah. sign, who did it with the makeup and really made an effort to recreate the thing. It was a ticket to go see something that I never got to see.
1: There was there was, there was was quite a few of those bands, right? Like I remember, oh, yeah. well, here in L.A., you were in Canada at the time. Um, we had a band called Black Diamond, I believe.
0: <laughs> I worked with them. Oh, t- okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right.
1: Oh, there was another one, too. I thought you worked well, with Well, there I was
0: like, also the one that um, – uh, the guy who is the spitting image of Gene, whose okay. name, name, they had one called Colgen, which Tommy Thayer was part of, who's now the actual guitar okay. player in Kids. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, I so, remember that. They used to play down here by the beach all the time.
0: But tribute bands have actually um, been uh, kind of a conduit to help some of these artists um, go, like, I mean... We can name a number of bands That's that That's a whole have,
1: other topic, right? <laughs> it is. But, I
0: mean, we talked about Yes a moment ago. The guy who is singing for Yes right now- Was in a Yes, was in a yes tribute band, and yeah. they found him that way. Or-
1: STP, their singer, the new singer.
0: Stone Temple Pines, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Or, I mean, I think, and I, I could be wrong on this, but I think uh, the fellow who's singing for Queensryche right now was also a, yes. a tribute band guy. Yeah. And and even well, it's not exactly accurate to call it a tribute band, but he was singing Journey covers. But you know, Arnell, the singer in Journey, now yeah. was found through YouTube videos that he had posted of him singing Journey songs. Right. So I mean, that they they have almost become sort of you know the B teams for some of these bands to find artists. Uh, you know, it, it it it. I don't think there's anything wrong with that sort of thing. I love the concept of tribute bands. And, and I I mean, I enjoy seeing them. I mean, there was even venues in L.A. that did nothing but play tribute bands oh, all yeah, the time. Oh, yeah, still, they still do.
1: Yeah. yeah. They still have them around here.
0: And then, of course, there's the offshoot where you get these weird combinations like uh, I was always fascinated with Dred Zeppelin. <laughs> you know, oh, I love Dred Zeppelin. They're awesome. I've seen them
1: live a few times.
0: Get this band doing reggae versions of Zeppelin songs with this big Elvis guy oh, singing them. <laughs> it was awesome.
1: <laughs> what was his name? He had a. a, a oh man, You're I don't remember me on the spot right now. But I used to his name slips
0: fan. my mind. But he had an unusual name too. Yeah,
1: they all had nicknames. What about Max Sabbath?
0: Mac Sabbath, another great example of this is kind of, this is how tribute bands have started to to evolve. Mac Sabbath, for those of you who don't know it, is this band that sings Black Sabbath songs that have the lyrics changed to talk about fast food and they dress up like, you know, ghetto versions of the McDonald's characters like Ronald McDonald and, you know, all this stuff. And they're they're awesome to see live if you ever get the chance to see max sabbath i highly recommend it
1: <laughs> you know who else you got to see uh i highly recommend there's this band they play every year at christmas time called krampus and uh you ever heard of you heard of green jello or green jelly oh, I've seen them, the yeah. okay so that guy uh he designs all the costumes or i believe he designs the. Costumes, but they all come out and they have costumes out and then everyone goes there they have like this these. But
0: Green Jello is not a tribute band. I mean, they were a legitimate band. I mean, yeah. they they had albums and they even had a hit. And at least it was a hit in Canada. It was called uh, "It Was the Three Little Pigs." Song. Right, right.
1: No, but what I'm saying, Krampus, they play a lot of cover songs and and they're all related to Christmas and stuff. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, good.
0: Well, we we we've, we've really strayed from bands <laughs> without original members. But <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> there you go. I mean, you have. I think I think that you're going to see this more and more in in the future because. Well, I mean, let's let's be blunt. Longevity of certain band members especially in the rock and roll business isn't exactly all that high. And mm-hmm. at a certain point, um you're going to have um biology just take people away from us and
1: especially if you're a fan of 50s, 60s and 70s. Exactly. And you know. if you're
0: going to see these bands and you know, like I I think and I could be mistaken on this front, but um that uh that I don't know the name of the band off the top of my head, but you know that song "War." What is it good for? You know that 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 big hit from the seventies. Oh yes, um, I think that the guy who was the original guy who did that passed away, but his nephew kind of picked up the ball and still performs those songs, kind of under the moniker, almost like playing the role. Now, obviously, that he's not the guy who did it. He's related to the guy who did it. and The
1: band is on the tip of my tongue. I can't think of the name right now. But. Uh, might be on my list here. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of bands. Humble Pie don't have uh, original members. Are they still going? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> Canned Heat. Oh, yes, of
0: course. Canned Heat. I mean, they were such an unusual band to begin with. Yeah. But, I, uh, I
1: believe they're from the area over here, South Bay. They were uh, one of the regulars at a club here in Torrance. Yeah.
0: Isn't... Now, I, I could be wrong on this front. You know that band Eagles of Death Metal? Yes. Isn't there somebody who was in Canned Heat that's involved in that band? Oh, geez, I don't know. I'd heard that. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong because did just have a, a, a style like that a little bit. but we'll have uh. have to look that up. But regardless, I mean... There are also certain bands where you have the personalities in the band are not as paramount as other bands. Like, I mean, if you have a band like, say, the Rolling Stones, Mm -hmm. it would be difficult to see the Rolling Stones without a Keith Richards or a Mick Jagger. But if I go see, say, Chicago, where they have this almost orchestra going on, I wouldn't really care if it was just... Other people. I mean, it's, it's not like there is a cult of personality around any particular people in Chicago, as far as I'm aware. Right. But if they can play the songs to the level that I think, it, you know, is acceptable, I think it would still be fun to go see it.
1: What about bands that have a lot of the original members, but they can't call it the band's name? Give me an example. Uh, Johnny Vatos. Uh, oh, Oingo Boingo. <laughs> Oingo Boingo. Like, I think most of the majority of the... Um, Ben is in his, in his yeah. There, there's a
0: great example of what we were just talking about a moment ago, and that is that in the situation like Oingo Boingo, when you have a personality and a front man as big in in that in in all of that as Danny Elfman, mm-hmm. and has gone on to become so famous after Oingo Boingo, that it, it's difficult to put that card on the table and say this is Oingo Boingo without Danny Elfman. Exactly, but whereas like in the example I gave earlier with Chicago, if any particular member of Chicago was swapped out, I don't think the vast majority of people would know it. Probably not. So, you know, it also comes down to ownership, of course, certain certain people. Like, you know, we go back to the Yes scenario. I know that the up until his passing, the only member of Yes that was in every single lineup was Chris Squire. And he subsequently owned... The name Yes and all of the stuff like that. Now that he's passed away, they have this 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 setup right now where it's no original members. I mean, you do have Jeff Downs who was in Yes uh, on the drama album back in the early '80s, but he wasn't in the heyday of the '60s and '70s, and, uh, you know, when they were really at their peak and all that sort of stuff. And he also wasn't in it in their Renaissance when they when they did the one, 90215 and and Big Generator and all that stuff right, with right. Trevor Rabin, he yeah. wasn't part of that either. He okay. was there for just that one record. Mm. And, um, yeah, I don't know. So. Yeah,
1: I was lucky enough to go see him at the Whiskey uh, Wakeman's version, I guess. Well, he called them, what they called it, right? Yeah,
0: you know what well, I mean? they call it, uh, AARB, which is Anderson Rabin, or A-R-W, A- Anderson Wakeman, or Anderson Rabin Wakeman. Mm. Now, I saw that in Vegas and absolutely adored it because I know I'm one of these people who <laughs> thinks the Rabin era of Yes is my favorite era. I love John Anderson, don't get me wrong. I think he's a fantastic vocalist and I love the work that he did with uh, Rabin during that era. I mean, I think that those albums are... I And again, I'm in the minority or I think the Talk album is the best Yes album that was ever made. What excited me about... ARW was that they were playing those songs from that era of the music, which is my favorite era, which often gets overlooked because if you're witnessing a version of yes, that has Steve Howe in it, he doesn't really want to play the songs from other, other members of yes from the past. Right. And so you're not going to get to see any of the stuff off of talk or big generator and things like he grudgingly, uh, Will occasionally do "Owner of a Lonely Heart" just because it was so big. And in fact, uh, Chris Squire once told me that if you want to know if if uh, uh, John Anderson and and him are fighting, mm. then you'll hear "Owner of a Lonely Heart" in the set that night. Cause <laughs> Anderson would make Steve Howe play it just out of spite. So. Right.
1: <laughs> so. It wasn't the show that we went had Anderson and Wakeman on the same sh- on the same gig.
0: Yeah, and Raven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, A R W. They call it. So
1: yeah, I loved that show. I, oh, got, it was to, I got to see it. At the, I won tickets on the radio station, and I got to see them at the whiskey.
0: Yeah, uh, I I went to to Las Vegas and saw it there and was just blown away. I just yeah. loved it. So awesome. Anyway, that was kind of fun to talk about. So, in any case, I think these bands are still worth supporting. And if you get a chance to see Foreigner this year. They'll blow your mind. And no original members. Don't worry about it. You will love it. If you love songs like Cold Cold as Ice or Head Games or Waiting on a Girl Like You, all of those, you you, you will not be disappointed. Trust me on that.
1: And then Lizzie, too. And then, yeah, <laughs> and then Lizzie, too.
0: In the meantime, um, I want to thank you all for your continued support. You can contact us at acetalksmusic at gmail.com if you want to send us comments. You can leave comments in in uh, the uh, in, t- below here, wherever you're, you're enjoying this program. And in the meantime, um, I want to thank, uh, everybody behind the scenes as well for helping us today and all of you out there for your continued support. So until next time, stay safe.